Welcome back to the Creative Gourd, guys. This is part two of our Black Panther movie review. I wonder if part one inspired anyone to see it again. Now, did you know that Suri was a spy the whole time? I did not in the first time I saw it at all. I didn't either, yeah. I did not know that that was him. That he was the one he grew up. I had no idea because I don't know if I missed certain things or if I was just caught up in the whole spectacle. Because, again, let's be clear. Not only was it a dope movie in terms of its its writing, in terms of, but the visuals, the music. Like, this is not no Mickey Mouse, like, Fisher Price type stuff. Like, this was the real deal. Like, the visuals were dope. Predominantly uh, black cast, um, African, Caribbean, they're from different places. Um, so, the diaspora is represented. Um, they have... Ryan Coogler, brilliant director, black brother, probably our age. Um, I think if not a year younger. Um, dope, so, yeah. which is dope, just dope to see contemporaries, and which is which is fantastic. But um, uh, I did not know that. I did not know that Zuri was uh, he was the uh, the spy the whole time when that had happened. Um, and it's crazy because I think I really like his character too because he's like, okay, if you if you're mad at anybody, it should be me. Like he stepped up and <laughs> killed Manga, killed him. Right. Um, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And I think he's the magician. He's the magician archetype in that sense. Totally. Mm-hmm. The priest, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that for me, that was another parallel to Egypt as well. Because mm-hmm. usually the king always would have a wisest advisor. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then I get, okay, for obviously the second time, I knew he was a spy. But then I, you know, I interpreted the scene completely differently. So... Because now it's it's the king and Zuri versus the brother. That's the dynamic. And so everything the king is saying, he already knows. And he can confirm that by Zuri's reaction to him. He's like, oh, I wonder if he's going to tell the truth or not. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is an opportunity to tell the truth. Because essentially, mm-hmm. if you just told the truth, you could have had the same relationship that could have been the end of the, the alternate ending. Like my hypothetical alternate ending where Killmonger is the like the general in terms of the army he can you know do everything around the world like he can go out and T'Challa can just be the Black Panther at home he could be the Black Panther that fights with the Avengers and then you have that teamwork and then for like big occasions then T'Challa mm-hmm. come be king and join the mm-hmm. fight like mm-hmm. that's how you, that's how you should protect the kingdom here's my thing though too if I'm my brother's keeper my thing is this. Did he really have to kill his brother? Absolutely not. That's what I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you Black Panther, and you couldn't, like, knock that gun out of his hand? That's what I'm saying. You couldn't, like, do some like, catching bullets with his teeth? <laughs> like, he could have did something. He could have did something. It's true. I'm like, wow. So you just, you, you just clawed your brother in the chest? <laughs> and essentially, that's the spirit of the film, is the sins of the fathers. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So father killed when he didn't have to Mm -hmm. and you created a young boy who kills because he feels he has to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's that that there you go it's that 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 generational curse it's that that circle of life like you said yep you reap what you sow and the kingdom is reaping because if you think about the kingdom not by a person but by you know Wakanda actually being a place, actually being a, a, a kingdom, um, you reap what you sow. So Wakanda was reaping what it sowed in um, T'Chaka. Mm. And T'Chaka killed someone, his own family, his own flesh and blood, literally. Yeah. Um, and now his brother's flesh and blood, 
His little young son coming up came back to seek vengeance on this kingdom that, you know, was supposed to be his home. Which is, I feel like, another parallel between royal bloodlines because usually you see siblings killing each other for the throne and then you kind of create your own enemy by... And that's essentially what happened to Killmonger. It was his ruthless mindset that led to his downfall. That sealed his fate. He could have just... He could have made him tap out, but we knew he wasn't, he wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And he loves gold. So what is he going to do? He's going to throw him over the waterfall. Mm-hmm. If you want to be super, super fragile, capitalistic, mm-hmm. esmeraldocious, mm-hmm. I would do that too. And I'm, he made it a statement. Absolutely. He was raised by, he was raised and bred by the same people, or put it, not say people, um, by the same country, by the same, same regime that... Uh, what you call it had slaves mm. who did these same type of tactics mm-hmm. with all families watching castrating emasculating mm. raping killing throwing people off ledges like he was bred in that he was raising that so he knew exactly what he was doing mm-hmm. he was stoking fear in everybody listen ain't nobody gonna come to me during challenge day that's right cause y'all know what's about to happen y'all king that y'all just love just got thrown over the edge and if you just would've Killed him in ritual sacrifice, uh, not ritual, but mm-hmm. you know, like in the the battle claim. Mm-hmm. So if you just would have did that, or did what the the real king did was gave him, he gave him the option of death. Mm-hmm. And what did he say to Jabari? Your people need you. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. submit. Your people need you. Mm-hmm. That's the king. That's true. That's true. Because again, there's the we all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. And I, I think back to my time in. In undergrad, when I was president of my fraternity, in my chapter of fraternity, um, and I was the president, and there were a lot of folks who were coming for me because they wanted to be king, they oh. wanted to be president, and I'm like, if y'all realize that we're wasting so much time and we're wasting the potential that we have as a collective group, we can be so much further than we are. We don't, there, we don't need to have seven kings, and quite frankly, there was a challenge day. It's called running for president, mm-hmm. and we all ran. And in a democratic fashion, I was voted president. How about that? That being said, we all have a role to play. And I'm going to stay in my lane, and y'all should stay in your lane, and we can all make sure that, guess what, we're advancing together. But when we get caught up on who needs to be what and who, like, you don't need the title of king to be one. You can still be a king in a different lane. That's see, that's the beauty of it. Like, again, we talked about it before on the, the YouTube video, but... All it is is a title. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Even king is just a title. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole aspect of the battle ceremony is to earn the title. For sure. For sure. And, and, and that's the crazy part is that if we start to open our minds and open our hearts and understand that, you know, we put so much stock in things that don't matter, uh, we'd probably be in a better place. Um, and I think one of the craziest things that I didn't see in the first part, the first time I watched the movie, but the second time I watched the movie is when Umbaku actually... Um, is the one who was the uh, the isolationist that he just left. He's like, nah, I'll, we're going to live on the mountaintops. We're going to be out here. Um, at the end of the movie, when it's going off, you see the room where all the folks from Wakanda are in there. And Mbaku's now there in the room as well. He's now standing as one of the tribes who's actually um, a part of the Wakanda system now underneath Black Panther. Right. So, again... He realized that he had disagreements with T'Challa and how things were happening or how the kingdom was. He watched from afar. Um, but after they went through some real stuff, particularly him coming to help him out when, you know, the rhinos was let out, um, he came through, 
did his work, and then now they're all together. And it's almost like families too. Like you're gonna have you gonna have rivalries, you're gonna have upsets, you're gonna have some downfalls, you're gonna have some disagreements, but you gotta come back together in love and look at the greater good of the community and make sure that you're all working towards a, a similar cause. It's so true. And what you just said remind me of the Jabari because it, it obviously it was each tribe and tribe leader, they get to have an audience with the king on a daily basis. But you just chose not to. But then you brought up, oh, no Black Panthers ever come here in centuries. Well, you can still go there. He's the king. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> well, and I get that perspective, too, but I'm also thinking about it, too. Like, if I was king, because I I think, I think, and this is the part where I was talking about that shadow king, where sometimes mm-hmm. the dysfunctional, bipolar part of what the manifestation of what a king means comes out. So if you're a very narcissistic um, as opposed to humble and exhibiting humility. My thing is this, if I'm king and I realize someone's not banging with me and they're like, nah, we're gonna be over here, play our position. No, I'm not coming to your open audience, whatever. I'd venture out or at the very least send a proxy out there to figure out what's going on. Well, yeah. I think that's what a king's supposed to do. Yeah. If you're really, one, thinking about security of your, not like they can't just attack you if they wanted to. So my thing is, Thinking about those things, so I put I put more onus on T'Challa, and I feel like of course, yeah, I feel like he needed to do something like that to reach out a little bit more so, because uh, Daddy was messing up, because his pops wasn't doing anything either when it was time to like actually bring folks into the fold. Absolutely, like I think it would be a cool idea if like they had like monthly visits, like the king would have a dinner and a feast with everyone mm-hmm. in that tribe. Mm-hmm. Like how cool would that be? That would be dope. Speaking of. I saw this as an opportunity for the writers in Hollywood because they always leave doors open that they can walk through. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if Angela Bassett's character possibly becomes the villain. And they also kind of opened up a lane for each tribe that is represented by a spirit animal and an element uh, in nature. They can essentially find their equivalent of the the Black Panther leaf and they can be they can embody those those, be car- dope. those powers and essentially you have like the Avengers of everyone. In First and foremost, that would be dope. Second of all, um, forget Hollywood. Mm. You should write that. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know you got something going on. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying because you know, you know that that just sounds dope. That just sounds dope. Um, and I think also the characters in terms of uh, Okoye and mm-hmm. you know Nakia and their their roles, you know. Because apparently the rumor on the street is that they're trying to give Okoye a trilogy of her own coming out, which would be dope. Interesting. Which would be dope. Now, I also did see... So, okay, in, in the alternate ending where Killmonger lives, mm-hmm. right? And he's the ambassador, a warrior, if mm-hmm. you will, or police, whatever mm-hmm. you want to recall, which would be a metaphor mm-hmm. of America on the road. But, that, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you could... In theory, because I've heard through the grapevine, social media, that it's possible that Lupita and Michael B. Jordan are dating in real life. This is right. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. They, they, allegedly. They spent, let's say, more than usual time after the ah. after the uh, release date, mm-hmm. after the premiere. Okay. So, okay. So, that is, I would say, T'Challa's biggest weak point. Is Nakia because he still he mm-hmm. still freezes like at the end he compromises like okay we're gonna do what you want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which could be the downfall of Wakanda because he didn't 
So that's that's possibly that. So then, if in the alternate theory, if if Killmonger is out in the world, we all know Nakia wants to be out in the world doing her thing. Then they get close because they're spending more time together, and then now that creates another issue. So you could have had this whole fight mm-hmm. later, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But they decided to do it for this way to send that message, which is why I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. Because they, they could have went so many different ways because that could have ensured a very, I would say, passionate trilogy, but it would have been all based upon the romance, which is downplayed, which I think is good because they can always add it in later. But that's that's another way they could have gone with it. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's something that, that definitely makes sense to me. Definitely does. Um, I think some things that we didn't talk about that is probably the obvious connections and things that we need to talk about is Black Panther itself. Mm. So it's called Black Panther and Michael B. Jordan, not Michael B. Jordan, uh, Ryan Coogler chooses to open up things in Oakland. Yes. Where Black Panther organization was founded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned this, uh, I learned this fascinating tidbit when the, when the, um, the comic book was started, it was called Black Panther and then after the rise of the Black Panthers came up, um, they tried to change the, well they did change the name from Black Panther to Black Leopard for a little bit because they wanted to disassociate themselves from the Black Panthers interesting and what I also learned is that it was almost a, an homage with um, Killmonger's character in his Black Panther outfit it doesn't really look as much as a Black Panther it looks more so like a leopard. It's true. Which was like giving a nod almost oh, to the to the to the black leopard for that little stint in town that was called Black Leopard to separate Black Panther from the Black Panthers. Um, but I think it's important because the movie starts in Oakland and also ends in Oakland in a certain part when they come back and they're starting to talk about okay, uh, what are we doing now? And he he takes uh, Shuri there and shows her, hey, you know, he's like, I thought he was going to Coachella or something. Yeah. You know, and he shows up, I bought that building. I bought that building. So starting to think about how we again can build economic independence or some type of currency or some type of um, um, trade amongst ourselves and the diaspora to give back to each other um, because we all have roles to play. Absolutely. Some folks can financially back it. Others can do the engineering aspect of it. Others can be, um, you know, the people who are uh, patronizing certain things or being the consumer. So we all have ways. And if we if we tap into the stuff that we need to tap into in terms of trying to push us together in better places um, to get to a better place, that would be fantastic. But I, I don't want to overlook the fact of, you know, all this is happening, but at the same time as a nod to the, the Black Panther Party. Um, as a nod to Oakland and, you know, the, the resurgence of what what things are taking place over there in terms of gentrification, regentrification and And what's on the screen right now. Oh, go to State Wars, the Bay. And, and they're even leaving to go to San Francisco. So just think about these things as well and the importance of building, the importance of not only building infrastructure but building community. Um, building literal intelligence. Um, and uh, just just realizing that, you know, we might be far removed from the continent. We might be far removed from things of the past, but it's all happening now. And there's a lot of things that are still continuing that haven't been addressed accurately or adequately enough. Um, and, you know, that whole connection between the Black Panther and the Black Panthers um, is something that's dope. And I, I really appreciate that he started in Oakland. Um, I, I think he's from Oakland, but I think that was really, really the connection for that. Right. I thought it was kind of all of the above. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that, that must be what that, like, what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, yo. Ryan, man, well, well done, sir. Like I, I was very impressed second time, mm-hmm. and 
like I'm learning from I'm learning from him because you know I always wanted to be a director I'm a writer mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I see I see visions I see things so write those things down and movie is a great or any type of at you know content that you want to create because that's essentially what they're doing so you brought it up early, you brought it up just before and I was thinking about it earlier um why not think about things like being your own movie producer why don't you mm-hmm. think about music as like a record producer so okay this is what I like that sounds dope I, I love what they're doing there and then okay let's create something like that and it, everyone already likes that so they're probably gonna like that especially if you do it the right way mm-hmm. so when you start looking at artists like that like because we talked about this last night um i probably haven't consciously like gone out of my way to listen to drake in a couple years mm-hmm. i mean i i was never inspired to do so like for me what is drake going to tell me that i don't already know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean to be honest so i guess for people who are in college now or high school I'm sure that's very appealing to, to them. So that's that's exactly what they want to hear. And that's the probably the, one of the biggest demographics mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of consumers because mm-hmm. they're all based on emotion and the fact that they don't know better than who to follow and they're still following the world. Very true. So you can literally direct their money at, at your will. So very true. If, did you ever see that website that broke down, um, I forget the name of the website, that broke down each rapper's Top topics, top three topics, and what percentages they no. would talk about that. It was, no. it was probably one of the best wow. infographics that I've ever heard. Wow, that's dope. So a lot of it was like champagne, money, wow. girls. Wow, like, and those are the those are the top three things. Like champagne, seventy five percent, girls, twenty percent. Wow, and no, you know, wow, yeah. that's amazing. So pretty much got analytics. Absolutely, that's what's up. Measurables. That's what's up. Another thing too that um, you know, which is which is great, is the fact that all the young brothers and sisters coming up of all colors mm-hmm. will see this stunningly beautiful visual of positivity of black folks on the screen of all different shades, um, sizes, etc., um, and imagine or not even imagine. It's a reality now. So that's a reality for them. They're, they're not growing up in a place that's void of that. Um, so it's something that's not going to be far-fetched when they're talking about or imagining um, a black community that's prospering or, or yeah. thriving. Mm-hmm. Or something very positive because one of the coolest parts, because I went to see it yesterday, yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon, one of the coolest parts of me being there was that there, in the same row, there was a, a, a white family, like a mom mm-hmm. and two kids. And they were going later you know the mm-hmm. same same way I did so obviously that's not the first time seeing it and I kind of strategically went a little bit later mm-hmm. so I I, pro- I didn't well, I didn't see the first one until I want to say March okay um, and because I wanted to do that because essentially I equate the power of a film similar to a powerful account on Instagram so a powerful account on Instagram, if they get likes at a later time, it adds to the overall powerful, you know, mm-hmm. the overall power of the. Gotcha. That's that's how the algorithm. Will, that's how the former algorithm works. I don't know if the new one does. That. Gotcha, gotcha. So essentially, if I'm going to see a movie later, 
that add, that that is like more money because they have they have a certain amount of uh, numbers they have to make in a in the premiere window, which is mm-hmm. like two weeks, mm-hmm. and then money after that is just it they it's kind of mm-hmm. like residual. So, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So the fact that I saw it even last night, I mean uh, yesterday afternoon, that's even more. Mm-hmm. residuals mm-hmm. and then I'm going to I'm planning to go see it in Cairo so I get to see mm-hmm. Black Panther in that'll be yes. that's, that's, that's dope <laughs> so excited about that that's dope that's dope that's dope man but like this is probably number one like all time favorite movie I was thinking right about now. that today that's at least, at least in my top like it has, five like it has to be at least top five if not it, it could easily be number one for a number of different reasons and maybe I think it's a, and if nothing else in the category all by itself um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, this isn't a category all by itself, and you know I, I can't say I'm a movie buff, so I can't sit here and something. Like, well, what about this? Well, I mean, from movies I've seen, okay. Um, I would say you know that that honestly is you know one of one of the top five. Like he said, but I think it's it isn't a category by itself. When that bad boy comes out on whatever platform, like like Blu-ray or whatever, I need I need it to be I need it to be come out on vibranium. Need to, need to come out on vibranium so I could be able to watch it on any platform moving forward into the future. Speaking of, did you notice that vibranium had ethereal connections? Yes. So it's conscious. Yes. Which is another metaphor. Yes, which also reminded me of, for example, you think about cell phones, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all the metals that are um, produced in Africa that only produce in parts of Africa. I think the Congo, if I'm not Wait. mistaken. It might be either, not cobalt. It's something that starts with a, with a C, if I'm not mistaken, I think. But cell phone technology wouldn't be able to work. Lithium, yeah. If if If... Parts of precious metals and things didn't come from the continent. If it wasn't mined in the continent, and if I might be so bold, other parts of the world wouldn't be able to work if human capital wasn't taken from the motherland and actually used to mine things um, in other parts of the world. Wow. Yes. I totally forgot about those because I was struggling to come up with metals. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want. I wanted to. So I'm I'm testing this theory, guys, that essentially all of technology revolving around the internet is reverse engineered from human beings. So think about Google, for example. Mm-hmm. Google is a verb now. Go Google something. Mm-hmm. Like when people ask me questions, I because you know I'm sarcastic. I'd be Google like, it. Do, do I is my name Google? <laughs> Go look it up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, imagine when you want to know a question, search your brain mm-hmm. and let it be a search engine and look for those answers, mm-hmm. answers that you probably already know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just have to think about it. Like, if, imagine if you start doing like brain jujitsu on that level, because mm-hmm. everyone has the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you can just see it as opposed to relying on someone else to tell you. For sure. Because that could be incredibly dangerous. For sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that just popped up into my mind just now. You realize that there's no such animal called a black panther? Yes. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And I, I, I just I just wonder why. Well, uh, I, I feel like most panthers are already black. No, no. There's. There, I don't think there, I don't think there is an, an animal. Uh, I don't put it this way. There's a such thing as a panther. Yeah. But I don't think panthers, a single panthers, uh, there are not black panthers. They're only, they're only they're either black um, they're either jaguars that are black or I think some leopards that I don't think there's a panthers aren't black mm. so okay I see what you're saying yeah if I'm not mistaken and maybe I, I, if I'm not mistaken the animal panther I don't think they come in any form or fashion that's black that's very in terms of their coloring 
I think if you see one, it's a jaguar or it's a, what you call it, like a leopard. So in 2018, like it's completely dialed in. So I, I've discovered my spirit animals mm-hmm. and it's just ironic that I find out that it's a jaguar mm. and then Black Panther comes out. So it's the hawk, which is the air, mm-hmm. uh, jaguar, which is you know the mammal, so mm-hmm. earth. Uh, fire would be the snake, because mm-hmm. I used to have snakes in, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and the water would be the dolphin. Oh, wow. Okay. So again, so when you were talking about the black and the gold and the black and the uh, purple, mm-hmm. so when this is, this is my, um, my background, is actually a jaguar. Well, that's dope. And in certain lights, it's black and gold, but it also black. Can, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The combination it makes it look purple. Mm-hmm. So then I'm also thinking like, oh my gosh. Yes. I just figuring that out as you were saying that. Yes. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, there's so much, so much symbolism. And I'm sure if we watch it again and again, you'd see even more things. Absolutely. Um, which is just amazing. Uh, it's just ah, just like you said, well done, a well, a well done from from start to finish. I can't wait to support. Like I'm already planning on how to support it when it's released. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. so like, I, I, for me, I'm going to get a copy on YouTube because essentially YouTube allows you to either rent rent it or buy a movie, mm-hmm. and, and then you can always have it. So it's essentially your own Netflix, but you're specifically choosing the mm-hmm. content you want. Mm. However, I don't think they'll allow that. Now I think about it, because I forgot Disney is making their own version of Netflix, so that's probably where it's going to be. So we're all going to have to sign up for that if we want I guess so. Peter Pan, <laughs> Princess Jasmine. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go to Cairo. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And then what else was it? Um, so I love how... That you could see the electromagnetic vibes and the technology mm-hmm. of um, of the spaceships specifically, mm-hmm. because electromag magnet fields are they're most powerful when they're emitting sound, like a heartbeat. Your heart mm-hmm. is your heart creates your own electromagnetic field because we have iron in our body, so that's that's mm-hmm. that metal, mm-hmm. right? So, and even our copper, excuse me, our DNA is, has elements of copper in it. So it's those metals coming together and then vibrating. So when we're all talking about vibes now, that's, those are the vibes you get. Mm-hmm. That's your subconscious talking to you like, okay, this doesn't feel right. I, I should go over here mm-hmm. type of thing. So yeah, that's dope. I, I love that. Good vibes only. Absolutely. And did you notice that um, the spaceships look like bees and wasps. I actually mentioned it. Yeah. So, so there's a there's an esoteric clue in there. Okay. So aerodynamically and based on upon the laws of physics that mm-hmm. are established and I guess approved, but mainstream wise, a bumblebee is not supposed to be able to fly. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look, think about the size of the bumblebee and think about the size of the wings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think, we all love the expression alligator arms. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. Now, imagine the T-Rex. T-Rex has even smaller arms mm-hmm. and essentially hands and no arms. Mm-hmm. That would be the, like, imagine a T-Rex flying with those type of wings. <laughs> yes, yes. 
it shouldn't be able to fly. How does it fly? The sound it emits makes it hover. And we see the spacecrafts hovering and being able to move like a bumblebee. So that was like a, a, a nod to that. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That makes sense too. That definitely does make sense. And that, uh, what was it else? Oh, I did love the scene where, the, I, for me it was a, a big message when Angela Bassett's character, um, she didn't even hesitate. She knew how to break up the flower and prepare it. Mm-hmm. So she didn't, She even though she's queen, she still knows mm-hmm. the tradition. She mm-hmm. didn't even hesitate. Give me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within seconds. No, for sure. That, to me, that, that spoke volumes to me. I was just like, wow. No, that, you're right. Again, um, we all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we play one role, but we all have a role to play. <laughs> what, what, amen. Right? Yes. So, I mean, if you think about the understudy mm. in, a, in a play or a performance, in case something happens to that lead actor or actress, the understudy needs to be ready to step in. Now, that doesn't mean that they are the lead by any means. However, if something happens to the lead, they need to be ready. Absolutely. They need to be ready. So again, we don't all have the same role to play, but I think in order for us to be the best we could possibly be, we need to be versatile. We need to be able to to be ready to step in to another role or be able to be flexible enough and stretch ourselves enough that we can actually, you know, change positions, shift positions if need be. Because if we get focused on one role, see, that's a word for somebody. We get focused on just one role. Get narrow-minded. One, you get narrow-minded. Two, you might never get that role. And guess what? What's your life now? Waste? There's no purpose? Possibly. And then if you get that role and it's not what you thought it was, then what? I mean... Can you shift to a different position if you only had your eyes set on this one role? In actuality, they can, but will they ever see that they can? Exactly. That's, and, that, and, that's, the, and that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole point. That's what one that's the whole dimensional point. means. So I'm... I'm a very literal, literal child, mm-hmm. very mischievous, but literal child. I mm-hmm. would say I am a child <clears throat> disguised as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing this, okay, one dimensional. Now, we, there's a massive move of consciousness now, especially on social media and just in general, like people, people feel that and now they're consciously saying that and becoming aware of it. So. We hear talks of like galaxies and universes internally. Like, okay, how like how is that possible? Like, imagination. Sure, your imagination is infinite. Mm-hmm. It's a renewable resource and it's limitless because mm-hmm. you always have an idea. Like, even getting up to get something, getting something to drink, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. So you, we all have that ability to do that. However, people are underestimating their influence on our reality because mm-hmm. essentially. Certain people could be living in paradoxes in the sense that if you create a lie and someone believes it and acts on that, they're living in an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. And, but also in this universe as well. Because they don't understand what is going on. This is true. Right? This is true. So you literally everything you do could change everything. So why not only lie about something, but to do something that could affect such damage as a killmonger without even having any consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I don't care. Mm-hmm. That, listen, it's, and, it's, and I think that's why one of the things, one of the reasons why I was so attracted to psychology is just in terms of, you know, how the brain works in terms of how, you know, our psyches can be programmed. 
mm. like a computer hard drive. Absolutely. Um, certain things are downloaded into our into our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things we upload ourselves without even knowing that we're doing it. I mean, sometimes that's why they say you need to rest and restore. Like you need to reboot your system, press the reset button, or sometimes you have a deprogram, mm-hmm. um, delete some things, get rid of your hard drive, um, and get a new one because sometimes your system is broken. It's true, and I mean, because you both, we both do not. Let's say we don't appreciate people who com- complain too much. Like we just feel like it's it's kind of a waste of time. When Particularly you, with, without doing any action. Absolutely, with no action, just just complaining. Now. This whole this whole year, I've been essentially doing self alchemy in terms of turning things that are negative into positive. Mm-hmm. Now, the only time the and the reason that we I would say do not like people who complain because they're using that emotion negatively. Mm-hmm. You can still use that same emotion. So like what the irony is is that I would always complain internally about people who complain, which is completely ironic. However, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. And then I channeled that energy or that emotion into creating a, a creative solution that could solve that problem. Uh-huh. So essentially, you're turning your your emotional habit to complain, which is which is natural. Uh-huh. You, you're you're naturally going to complain regardless. So why not use that consciously in a positive way? Yeah, and for then, sure. Yeah, and for that's sure. one less negative in the world. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with that, and that's a great way to approach it because. Far too often we get caught up in the negative and then we get stagnant or complacent. Mm-hmm. And we think that we can't change our situation. And I think that's important, particularly if you think about folks who have been marginalized. They become so, um, they fall into a state of learned helplessness. They become so apathetic to the point where they feel like they don't have the opportunity or the choice or tools or resources. And in some cases they don't, but they have something, which is that positive mindset that they can change their energy and maybe attract other folks who might have the tools and resources they need, or at least have it the right presence of mind to say that there are people who might exist out there that can help me, provide me with the tools and resources I need. Um, but you're not gonna attract them by being negative and being a defeatist mindset. So I think that's very important what you said. Hmm. I, I like the way you put that. I think I should record that. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to it every day which is what you guys should be doing and was there uh, anything else you wanted to, to reference or talk about um I think that in order for us to really change as a society we need to be tapped into multiple mediums mm. but I think that it is the job of the artist, whether that's music, film, um, theater, um, poetry, poetry, writer. Yeah, I think it's the job of the artist to invoke positive reactions from us um, and give us some type of guiding star or north star to look towards. Um, to the point where we might not be optimistic, but be hopeful. And I think if we can be hopeful, that might lead us to be more imaginative. And if we can be imaginative, that'll lead us to be more creative. Mm. Um, and I think if we are creative and follow that gourd, so to speak. Yes, sir. Right? 
we'd be able to uh, find creative solutions to complex problems that will bring us all closer together. I love that. And I love how that's also illustrated in kind of everything Marvel is doing. Like, they're, they're combining worlds, is which is essentially what we all need to do, because mm-hmm. we essentially have our own world. Worlds, perspectives, lived experiences. Yeah. And to even bring it back to Black Panther, I can see a, a collaboration between uh, Shuri mm-hmm. and... I don't know. Did you ever see Ant Man? No. So they they have they have their own technology in that. So imagine their technology plus vibranium. Now imagine the Iron Man suit with vibranium. Mm-hmm. Imagine Captain America's shield now with vibranium. So now everyone has that. Imagine people working together for a common good. Elemental upgrade, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's not, I think that's a dope way that you put that because a lot of times we're so caught up in our own worlds, our own realities that we either don't care to traverse others or we just don't believe in its validity or its value. But what these comic movies do or Marvel, DC, whatever, they give us these false realities or these alternative worlds, which are really true. They're they're just essentially metaphors for real life. They're just metaphors for real life. They're allegories for things that we actually do experience. And if we're actually tapped into that, then we can probably put it into some practice. That and to me, that's that's the point. I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. you're essentially it's not just a movie. Yeah, you're Black Panther. It's a movement. Yeah, but that's for anyone. You can also be Thor. You could be, I am the Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. be whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of little uh, folks running around as Black Panther for Halloween, though. Yeah, that's, of all uh, colors. I could definitely see that. And then, oh, because I brought about earlier the connection that what Disney, essentially what Disney is doing now, Disney is essentially making the Mickey Mouse Club for adults. Is that right? Well, if you look at For- Forrest uh, Whitaker's role, mm-hmm. Andy Circus or Sarka, I forget. Circus. Circus, yeah. yes. And Lupita, all three of them are also in Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Now, for... Um, this, this is going to be very interesting. So we're getting back to where Disney is going. So in in Forrest's role in uh, was it Rebel One, the Star Wars okay. like, mm-hmm. Star Wars film, his character dies. Hmm. In this film, his character dies. In Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Andy's uh, Circus's character dies. And in this film, his character dies. But Lupita's character lives in both. Interesting. It's very interesting. Interesting. Now, granted, she's Maz Kana, which is an animated character, so it's only a voice. Okay. So that's kind of like sneaking one past the goalie, but it's still <laughs> reality, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So we see now, like, I, I know you're not that much into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. For, you know, other mortals, I'd be very offended, but you, you're okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially... Um, the character Ray, which is obviously king in Spanish, mm-hmm. ironically, and it, it is a girl who is essentially king and mm-hmm. also metaphors about being a ray of light because she represents mm-hmm. the light side. Mm-hmm. Her balance in the force is Kylo Ren, who is the dark side. Mm-hmm. And she has this mystical power over him and he doesn't know what to do. So I could definitely see something of 
she becoming his master in the future. Okay. Well, well listen, my eyes have been opened uh, to these type of movies. You know, I'm the, I'm the one who did not know that you're supposed to stay and watch uh, for two new shorts after the end of the credits. Yes. Um, you know, so people had to put me on. So that, that just lets you know how far removed I am from some of these things. I, I totally forgot about that because, <clears throat> I, you, I mean, you know I know that. But oh, no, for sure. Yesterday, the actual movie attendant actually said that because I guess most people didn't know. I was like, oh, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you thought I didn't know. <laughs> and I was wearing a Slytherin shirt. Like, buddy, come on. You know I know these things. <laughs> but But yeah. Um, so this is very, very interesting because, which I'm, I am happy about because mm-hmm. John Boyega, who's in Star Wars, another young uh, black actor from England again mm-hmm. which is dope which is taking over Hollywood again mm-hmm. dope like all any success is a success mm-hmm. so I'll take that any day however I noticed that Disney is intentionally making sure that these actors don't get typecast which I think is very important because that's essentially what happened to the original cast in Star Wars mm-hmm. um, except for Harrison Ford because he got Indiana Jones and then his blockbuster career just took off but for Carrie Fisher R.I.P. and Mark Hamill Mark Hamill essentially was the voice of the Joker for all the the Batman movies and the the TV show, so he his he had to be behind the scenes because everyone knew he was Luke. I'm sure you if you recognize him, you're like, oh, that's Luke Skywalker, even mm-hmm. though you're not in the Star Wars, and mm-hmm. that's that's essentially what typecasting is. Mm-hmm. But they're making sure in this new Disney Mickey Mouse Club that that doesn't happen. And how do you do that? You create their own movies, so it doesn't happen. So you know, I, I do like the balance mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I, and I'm, I, I don't know if it's just because we're older now mm-hmm. and we we have more life experiences and we have more of a critical eye and ear and everything. Um, but I like the thought that's going into all these movies or series that you might see on Netflix. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've watched Black Lightning, but that series on the CW is amazing. Wait, that's not Flash, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's, it's also on the CW, okay. It's on the CW. I think it might come on either after or before Flash. Or no, probably after. Um, but yes, Black Lightning. Well, it might be separate days, but Black Lightning is amazing. I think it's 13 episodes that was in the first season. I just finished watching it. It's on Netflix? Um, it's No. It's um, But if you have um, on, demand. on Demand, it should be there. CW. If not, if you have Fire Stick, Interesting. Um, be able to get that. But Black Lightning is amazing. Wow. Okay. And, it, and it's dealing with police brutality. It's dealing with um, the disregard or dehumanization of black bodies, um, inner city violence, um, the corruption between government, federal agencies, and its connection to drugs and gangs within inner cities. It's, it's a lot. Wow. But in a superhero way yeah and on CW which is interesting because so the people who made the movie not the movie the folks who were the directors or the producers of Girlfriends with um, Tracy Ellis Ross Mm -hmm. and them same ones who are the ones who are doing Black Lightning really so yeah brother and sister wow and not not related but a brother and a sister who happen to be married meaning black yeah right (laughs) and what I loved about the production of the film because I'm I'm a person who likes looking at the credits anyway mm-hmm. like I actually came up with a cool idea that I'm not going to disclose yet 
that like kind of how to remix credits mm-hmm. that I think people would enjoy more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. Okay. But it was very interesting that this was filmed obviously at Disney Studios, obviously parts that part in Korea. Mm-hmm. But the majority of it, now maybe not the majority, but perhaps a third at least, was in Atlanta, which I thought was very interesting. Atlanta's the mecca, man. Uh, it's becoming a, a powerhouse for. How, yeah. Right. How much content now has the Made in Georgia at mm-hmm. the end? Because mm-hmm. it's filmed in Georgia. And ironically, Walking Dead is filmed yep. in Georgia. Yep. I think that was one of the biggest shows to get filmed there besides ATL. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You better buy a property now. Right. Because that is about skyrocketing. Um, I mean, Tyler Perry has his compound down there. You know, Tyler Perry, that's where the Tyler Perry Studios are. Okay. So he's, he's, been, he's been on the... He's, been on, he's ahead of the curve. He's been there. Because essentially it is... Essentially like... I would say Black Hollywood. Yeah. Because you have so much talent yeah, there. It really is. All the talent flocks there, the same way that all the talent flocks there for Hope and mm-hmm. LA. But in LA, I guess, is less tangible and Atlanta mm-hmm. is more tangible. Mm-hmm. Buy property now. And it's on the East Coast. Yep. Cheaper, cheaper than New York. And one of the most busy hubs ever in terms of their airport. Mm hmm. Close to Miami. Mm hmm. Close to the islands. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Mm hmm. It's a great place to be. You still get all four seasons, and you're still in the South, so... Hmm. It's a growing city. Yeah. Growing city. Oh. So, the first time around, I was... First of all, I was totally amazed. Mm -hmm. But I was... I got a little nitpicky about one thing specifically. What? I felt one song should have been referenced and or played in the film at some point. Like you could have squeezed in there, could have had like a witty line, and it was in there. Which one? Liberian Girl. I feel like that should have. Where, where in the movie? Anywhere. Like they could have been uh, when they were doing the car scene, and a, a jury uh, could have put on put on the song like, "Oh, I love this song," and then. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, just that easy. Mm-hmm. Like even I feel like that homage. Mm-hmm. Like, that could that would have been that would have been cool. Because essentially, Michael Jackson was the first person to show black people in royalty with "Remember the mm. Time," and that that video, mm. and that video, I excuse me, that song. If that could have been on too, that that could have been that song too, and it would have been a nod to that. Like that's me wow. again. That's me now, nitpicking. Now, well, now that you mention it, what I need to do is go back and watch the "Remember the Time" video, and think about that more deeply mm-hmm. because. Remember the time can mean a lot of different things now. Absolutely. And when we first met, when we found love, what are you talking about? Are you talking about a person or are you talking about a place? Mm-mm. How about that? It's deep. It is deep. Head of his time. Indeed. Gone too soon. Absolutely. But that's, I feel like that would have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. subtly, like out of, like, out of respect mm-hmm. on both sides. I feel like it, was a, it would be a win-win that we would all love type of thing. But again, even without Save it. Save for part two, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we uh, definitely covered it all. That's what's up. Nice. So, great job, sir. Hey, man. That was the first creative gore, guys. How'd, how'd you feel about that? Let us know. Like, we, we appreciate constructive criticism for sure however we are fluent in you know pointless criticism as well so <laughs> use your brains <laughs> for sure yeah it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you um and it's just even better when we get a chance to record it right um you know so that way we have uh something that's tangible um so for the archives um something to pass down 
Absolutely. And I'm definitely excited about the progress of the individual thinking gourd as well as Creative Maestro podcast coming in the future. Hey, now, um, 2018 has already been a phenomenal year. Um, and if anyone knows anything about numerology, you know, eight, eight is the number of, uh, you know, new beginnings. Um, so, so, okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because I thought about bringing it up. But I was like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if you want to go there yet. So, cause you know me esoteric mm-hmm. as all get out. Vortex based mathematics. Mm-hmm. I would strongly suggest that everyone look at that and look at the similarities in terms of how it's synchronized with actual dates, significant dates in your life, and significant dates in other people's lives, all from dates to even numbers. So like my favorite number, 23. Mm-hmm. Two plus three in vortex-based mathematics is five. So that's how, that's how you would do that. So. It goes from one to nine, and this is actually what the ancient Egyptians used. They used the base nine system based on vortex-based mathematics, and the pyramid is actually the vortex mm-hmm. that il- illustrates that that mm-hmm. that energy uh, mm-hmm. illustration. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. So when you add the numerology or the vortex-based mathematics, which is which is where numerology is derived from, um, you see that the year in which we were led to believe that these events are happening are 2022. So if you add that year together using vortex-based mathematics, you get a you get a six. Mm-hmm. So like I'm looking at all all those things now. That's all. That's awesome. Um, and and what's crazy to me, and this might blow your mind. So I'm ruled by the number eleven. <gasps> ruled because I've seen that because uh, you know who's the best math the greatest mathematician of all time. God, absolutely <laughs> right. So, with that being said, divine ratio. When I was when I was joining my fraternity, mm-hmm. um, on my line I was number eleven. My line number was number eleven. How about that? And if you look up what number eleven means, number eleven means God's judgment. It does. Now, this is going to blow your mind. One on one. This is going to blow your mind. So, number eleven is my number, right? Um, in terms of my birth date is January 28th, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at that, that's zero one, right? Mm-hmm. Two eight. Mm-hmm. Eight plus two plus one plus zero is 11, mm-hmm. right? My mother's birthday is March 8th. Zero plus three plus eight equals 11. 11. My father's birthday oh, stop. <laughs> is July 22nd. 7 plus 2 plus 2 is 11. Sure is. That's pretty much the training. In uh, the sense of, what you call it? 1, 2, 3, absolutely. 11, 11, 11. God, is, I've been so blessed. Like God is like, a, like surrounding me. And guess what, guess what year this is? 2018. 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 8. That's 11. Right. It is. And then it reduces to two. So, yeah. when you think about, so you know, so you think of two, zero, one, mm-hmm. eight, all that together is 11, right? If you're just adding those numbers. If you look at numerology, they say seven is in 
number of completion. Yes. So I feel like as I stepped into my 30th year, or not stepped into my 30th year because when you think about it, been 30, this is 31. 31. Yeah. But that part of my life is completed, in my opinion. So now I'm living a new life in the sense of this decade is going to be phenomenal. It is. This is a decade where I will bring, God willing, life into this world. Right? It's going to be this decade. Okay. Decade where we get elevated even further in careers. Decade where, like, you really put down a foundation and structures for for family and family to come. So, this is, like, the building phase of my life. Or a new life within this journey of life. Hmm. So, when you think about it, it's like, okay, you had three decades pass already. But that's done now. That chapter's closed, but now you're beginning a new chapter. So it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. That's very interesting. And one of the things I learned from studying Nikola Tesla during that, my YouTube phase, mm-hmm. if you will, is that he he looked at the world look, looking for those patterns, that numerology, that vortex-based mathematics, paying attention to the nine, six, and the three. So... I'm born on the ninth, and now I'm paying attention to all the nines that I see mm-hmm. in my life and the connection to all those. Mm-hmm. So it's just, so essentially what you described, and we got it all on tape, is that you are consciously aware of the synchronicity, which I love, mm-hmm. which is what, what level that I believe all of you guys are already on because you're following the conversation. So obviously you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. So why not put the apply the technology, apply the idea into your life, see what happens. For sure, because you know, some folks might say, oh, what's that mean, blah, blah, you believe in that stuff, blah. But again, I believe that there are patterns and you have to be in tune with those patterns and once you start to explore the patterns, um, you'll find out a lot more about you and a lot more about the world. Absolutely, and that's to me, that's the funnest part is to learn something new. I feel like a lot of people feel that they aren't allowed to do certain things because they have responsibility. You can't be dreaming too high. You have to be more realistic. All those things that to me are things that you heard from other people. Mm -hmm. And now you're believing that about yourself. And I just think that's, to me, that's limiting your abilities by thinking that way. So why not think as if you were that person? Why not? I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't, mm-hmm. especially something you're passionate about. You're already an intelligent person. Why not figure out a way to make that happen that works for you and works for everyone? Because I, I don't think there's a there's a reality where that can happen, mm-hmm. especially if it's positive and it helps people. Why? Like, I feel like you should do everything possible to do that. For sure. For sure. I 100% agree. 100% agree. So I encourage folks to look and listen and learn a little bit more this year. Just a little bit more. Amazing. We're going to cut it there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Toodles.